0: that your word will have a place in our lives today in jesus name that your word will bring hope and will bring faith in jesus mighty name i pray amen so um this morning i'm with we, we we're we done with our <clears throat> series on the holy spirit and um i want to teach on waiting or i want to preach i pray that i find my preaching voice um to preach on waiting <clears throat> so this is a message that i preached um, in a certain church um, a few years ago in the midst of everything that we are going through and everything that is happening um i'm reminded of this message that i preached and i want to take um um inspiration from the message and i just want to stay up my faith in that use the same message that i preached a couple of years ago to this church um <clears throat> The title of the message is Waiting. Um, I'm going to use two scriptures. First one from the book of Psalms and the second one from 1 Samuel. In Psalm 27 verse 13 to 14, the Bible says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 14, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And then I'm going to read from First Samuel. The Bible says that First Samuel chapter 13, verse 8 to 13. Then he waited seven days. We are talking about King Saul. We waited, he waited seven days. According to the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal. And the people were scattered from him. So Saul said, bring a burnt offering and peace offering before here to me. And he offered the burnt offering. Now it happened, as soon as he had finished presenting the burnt offering, that Samuel came, and Saul went out to meet him, that he might greet him. And Samuel said, what have you done? Saul said, when I saw that the people were scattered from me and that you did not come within the days appointed and that the Philistines gathered together at Micmash, then I said, the, Philist- the Philistines will, come, will now come down to me at Gilgal and I have not made my supplications to God. Therefore, I felt compelled. And I offered the burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandments of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel. Amen. Waiting. It's not something that anybody loves or anybody enjoys. Waiting is not something that anybody wants to experience. But waiting is a very important part of life we can never do away with. It might be as small as waiting in traffic for the traffic to turn green. Or waiting in the restaurant. Waiting in line in the supermarket to check out. Or even waiting on God for answers to your prayers or things that you're expecting God to do. You're expecting a miracle from God, and you are waiting. But no matter how big or small it is, waiting is something that nobody enjoys. And if you look at our world today, businesses are finding ways, innovative ways, to cut down on wait time. And so they are introducing systems and processes that reduces wait time. Every business is finding a way To make sure that people don't spend a lot of time waiting. Because generally people don't like waiting. Nobody likes waiting. And especially being a Christian. Waiting in faith. Waiting on something you do not see. Waiting in hope. Even when people see that the, the chef is in the restaurant. Trying to get their food ready. Still it's difficult to wait. How much more you a believer. Waiting on things that you do not see. Just waiting and holding on to the word of God. And so these days, there are things that have fast forward or that seeks to hasten the processes that we live in so that we don't have to wait. So we have microwaves, we have fast food restaurants, we have drive through restaurants, and even in the supermarket now, you can order online and pick up just to avoid wait time, just to cut down on wait time. But the truth of the matter is no matter how hard we try, Waiting is part of life. We cannot completely do away with waiting. And so settle that in your heart, that when you are waiting, understand that it's also part of life. it's part of the process. In getting whatever you want, the wait time is part of the process. In as much as we don't like to wait, waiting is part of the process. And so no matter how anointed you are, no matter how... What the, what size of faith the the size of your faith how great your faith is, between the time you say amen, and the time that you experience the response to your prayer, there is a wait time. Between the time that you say amen and the time that you hear the response to your prayer, there is a wait time, and your attitude during the wait your wait time can either hasten your miracle. Or delay your miracle. So whatever you are expecting from God, your attitude during your wait time can either hasten the process for your miracle or delay your miracle or even cause you to lose your miracle completely. The father of faith, Abraham, was 75 years when he received the promise from God that you are going to be the father of many nations. He waited for 25 years. For the fulfillment of the promise, Joseph was 17 years when he had a dream that his brother was go- his brothers were going to bow to him, that the moon, the and the sun who the fa- representing the father and the mother, were all going to bow down to him. He was 17 when he had that dream. He was 30 years when he became a governor in Israel. He waited for 13 years. David. Some people believe he was 15 or 17, but whatever the case, between 15 and 17 was the time that he was anointed to become king. David was made king at the age of 30. So at the minimum, David waited for 13 years. Our Lord Jesus Christ had to wait two nights in the grave, three nights in the grave before he resurrected. You need to settle in your heart. That waiting, no matter how difficult it is, it is part of life. It is part of the process in receiving a miracle. Are you waiting on God for a miracle? Do you feel that your miracle that you have prayed for, fasted for, hoping for, confessed, is delaying? Don't give up. You don't have to throw in the towel. The psalmist said, I almost gave up. He said, I would have given up unless I have believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He said, I would have lost heart. I would have threw in the towel unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He concludes by saying, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. So he's saying that when during the time of your waiting, be of good courage. Have faith in the time of your waiting. He said, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord, I would have lost hope. I would have given up. And so during your wait time, one of the things you need is faith. is a strong belief in the fact that the God who has promised you is faithful and is able to keep his promise. He is able to fulfill his promise. And so David said, I would have lost hope until I have believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In your wage time, first point, it is important to have faith in God. It is important to wake up every morning and encourage yourself and say that I know the Lord who has promised that he is faithful to fulfill his promise. If you are waiting on God for anything, I just want you to know that as long as you are alive this morning, it means God is not done is not done with you yet. As long as you are alive today, know that God has not forgotten you. And every prayer request that you have sent to God, the Bible says, God is not unfaithful to forget, He's not unfaithful not to reward you for your faithfulness. And so, every morning when you wake up, know that you are not further away from your miracle, but you are closer. To your miracle, When you wake up every morning, just know that you are closer to your miracle. You are closer to the breakthrough. You are closer to whatever you are expecting. The things that you are expecting God to do for you. When you wake up every morning, know that you are getting closer to that promise. I don't know what you are waiting on God for. But one thing that I know is that God is faithful. It is impossible for God to lie. God never fails. Whatever he has said to you, whatever you are waiting on him for, he is able to fulfill that promise. The Bible says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. He did not waver at the promise of God in unbelief. One of the dangers in your wait time is doubt and unbelief. Because as you continue waiting and you realize nothing is happening, it is easy for you to get into doubt and unbelief, and, and, and begin to think that the promise will never come to pass and believe to begin to think that maybe you didn't hear right or maybe God did not speak to you. During your wait time, it is easy for you to get into doubt and unbelief, But during your wait time, The Bible says Abraham, our father of faith, Abraham who is is our example, the Bible says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. And that is why he became the father of many nations, because he did not waver through unbelief. Unbelief is very dangerous. Unbelief can cut short the promise of God. Unbelief can destroy the plan of God for your life. And so believe strongly. Have a faith that does not waver in the promise of God. But believe that God who has promised you, he is faithful to fulfill the promise. If you are waiting on God, or if you are waiting on the promise of God, do not allow the devil to deceive you and to tell you that it will never happen. If God has promised you, he is able to fulfill that promise. The psalmist waited on God. And he said, wait on God and be of good courage. And so if you are waiting on God, have faith, have good courage. Encourage yourself as you wait for the Lord. Do not allow the devil to speak to you and they tell you that the promise will never come to pass. As you are waiting, it is easy for you to fall into doubt. Because you look at the time when you started believing or the time when you prayed and that at the time that you are were, you were, and the time that has passed so far since you prayed or since you started believing God for a particular thing, it is easy for you to give up. But rather, the longer the time, the longer your preparation the greater your promotion. So as you are waiting for that promise, know that the number of days that has passed has rather brought you closer to the promise than further away from the promise. And so believe God in your wait time. So in your wait time, one of the things you need is faith in the word of God, unwavering faith in the promise of God, just like Abraham. In Romans chapter four, verse 20, the Bible says, Abraham did not waver. And the promise of God through unbelief. And today we celebrate Abraham. And today we see that everything that God told Abraham has come to pass. All of us say we are children of Abraham. God's promise never fails. The next point during your wait time is that use your wait time for preparation. Someone said downtime is prep time. When you have a downtime and it looks like you're not really active nothing is happening the things you're expecting are not happening that downtime is preparation time your downtime is your prep time when did David learn to play the harp it was during his wait time when he was with the sheep that was when he learned to play the harp when did David learn to Throw the sling. This is a guy who had been anointed to be king. He went back to the bush, went back to the forest to to be with the sheep, looking after the sheep even after he had been anointed to become king. And during that time, instead of just folding his arms and waiting to become king and to move into the palace, he learned to play the harp. And during that time, instead of just folding his arms and waiting and crying and feeling sad that the promise of God has taken too long, he learned to throw the sling, defending the sheep. And what took him to the palace? The same harp that he learned to play during his wait time. So wait time is prep time. Wait time is wait time is not the time for you to feel sad about who you are and to feel bitter for the promise of God not coming to pass. But wait time is time for you to prepare. Continue. It's time for you to go. start rehearsing what you are going to do when you finally see your promise. When you finally get into the palace, David was playing the harp. It was the harp that took him to the palace. It was the sling that he learned how to throw during his wait time that introduced him to the people of Israel. The people of Israel were, were, were um were, um David um David's um kingdom was lent to the people of Israel when he lent, when when he um defeated Goliath. and it was the, the sling he learned to throw that introduced him to the people of Israel and this the Bible says the woman started singing about him and Saul became jealous. During his wait time, he learned the two things he learned played a very significant role in David ascending the throne. And so if you're waiting for a miracle, you're waiting for something to happen, use that wait time for preparation. Use that wait time to learn. You might never know that the thing that you learn, the thing that you prepare on, the exact thing that you are going to use to fulfill that call to fulfill to um uh, to to um that same thing is going to launch you into the miracle and so wait time is prep time it's not a time for you to just fold your arms and sleep and just wait and say that, oh, if God said he would do it, he would do it. So let me just go to bed and wait. God is going to do it. But wait time is time for preparation. So the first point, during your wait time, have faith in God. During your wait time, don't be idle. Use that as preparation time. Wait time is not the time for you to, con- to start crying and complaining, but wait time. Is prep time. Look at the story of Joseph. The next point: wait time. In your waiting time or the time that you're waiting, don't stop serving, don't stop using your talent, don't stop using the gift God has given you because you are waiting for a big miracle. I know there are a lot of say some people who are waiting for a very big stage to launch their talent. They are waiting because God has promised them that he's going to give them a big stage. He's going to give them a big platform to minister to people or to demonstrate the the talent that God has given them. But during your wait time, you must not stop serving. Joseph had a dream. The dream took him into prison because his brothers were envious because of that dream. But when he... He he first of all the dream took him to the pit. Because of the same dream he was sold. Because of the same dream, he ended up in prison. Even though the Bible told us that he did nothing wrong. But because of his uprightness, he ended up in prison. Imagine if David had agreed to Potiphar's wife. Maybe he wouldn't have been in prison. But he did, I'm sorry, Joseph. If Joseph had agreed to Potiphar's wife, maybe he wouldn't have been in prison. But because of his uprightness and because he decided to do the right thing, he ended up in prison. He he had a justifiable cause to complain to God and to say that I stood up, I did my right, I did the right thing. I proclaimed your name. I didn't, I decided that I was not going to defy myself. I decided that I wasn't going to disappoint God. He said, when Potiphar's wife tempted Joseph, he said that I cannot do this evil thing against God. So he knew that he didn't want to do this thing against God. But because of that decision, he ended up in prison. In fact, he could have decided to be bitter. That, Look, I've not done anything. My brothers sold me. My brothers put me in the pit. They sold me. After they sold me, I have served joyfully. I have still stood my grounds. I have not defiled myself. I decided that I wasn't going to defile myself. Look, I served this man faithfully, didn't steal anything. Now, the small promotion that I had, look at where I've ended up again. in prison. He he had every cause to be bitter. But in your wait time, don't get bitter. Get better. Use your wait time to get better instead of getting bitter. By the things that you have been through, by the things that you have experienced, by all the things that you are waiting for. Just use that time to get better. Faith is everything, I tell you. Joseph did not stop serving the people because he was waiting. Somebody had a dream. He still used his gift. He still used his talent. He was falsely accused and cast into prison. He could have chosen to become bitter and angry with everyone and or even have self-pity. That, Why has life been like this to me? But instead of that in prison, he was still serving that he was made a leader in the prison. He was still using his gift, using his talent. It was the same dream. Through using his gift and his talent, he got out of prison and he got into the palace and then became a governor. Imagine if he had chosen that I was going, he was going to be bitter, that he was not going to even my, talk to anybody in the prison. He was just waiting to die. That dream wouldn't have come to pass. And so all these things happen in the Bible and they are written for our learning. So that we will know how to make the right choice. We will know how to make the right decisions when we go through things in life that looks similar to the things that happen in the bible or even close to the things that happen in the bible instead of getting into self-pity and asking god why me why me why so long continue using your talent to serve other people. There is actually joy in knowing that you can serve. There is actually joy in being able to meet the needs of other people. Even at the point when you are waiting for your needs to be met, there is great joy in being able to meet the needs of other people. And know that whatever point you are in now, you are not too weak to help somebody else. You are not too weak to serve somebody else. Actually, somebody is also depending on you. And so during your wait time, don't become bitter. Just become better. Use that time as prep time. Have great faith in God during your wait time. During your wait time, do not quit serving other people. Do not quit using your talent. Because in using your talent, you'll be able to bless other people. And in using your talent, it will open doors for you. Look at the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth. The Bible says they were both righteous before God, yet they had no child. This man was seven. In the house of God, yet he hadn't. But the Bible says, Zachariah continued serving in the house of God. And one day, right there where he was seven, the Bible says, an angel of the Lord came to him. And the miracle he's been waiting for, an angel brought him the word, the fulfillment of the prayer, the response to his prayer, and his expectations, the things that he had hoped for. Whilst he was still there seven. It was his time to serve. Imagine if that day, Zachariah had decided that I've waited so long, I've not seen the hand of God. I've waited so long, I have not seen this miracle. And so today I am not going to serve. In fact, I quit. I'm not doing anything. And so I see people become bitter because of experiences, And sometimes you think in the carnal sense that they have a justifiable cause to be bitter. But when you look into the scriptures and you look into the word of God, no, you don't have a justifiable cause to be bitter. You need to get better. The scripture will never look at even even Joseph, the story of Joseph. There was no time in the Bible where the Bible tells us that Joseph was vindicated. In fact, it came out that he didn't attempt to rape Potiphar's wife. He was accused. But yet, God promised, God's promise for his life never failed. Remember, God is not unfaithful <clears throat> to forget your labor of love. Whatever you do for God, whatever you do for humanity in the name of God, he's not unfaithful to forget it. And so you might be waiting for God to do something for you. But you are not too weak to help. Whatever you have, you have. Use that to help. You might be waiting waiting on God for some big breakthrough, some financial breakthrough. And others will will come to you and ask you for money. You are not too weak to help. You are not too weak to help someone. In your wait time, don't quit. Don't just throw in the towel and say, it's okay, I'm not going to do anything until this comes to pass. As a matter of fact, when you have that attitude, you are going to prolong the days of your waiting. And so as you're waiting, serve other people, help other people. And through that, God is going to open doors for you. When Jesus Christ hung on the cross, he said, My father, my father, why have you forsaken me? And immediately after that, when you read the account of Luke, in Luke chapter 23, verse 46, the Bible says, He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And so he trusted the father enough Just after saying, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Or rather, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Just after that, he said, into your hands, I commit my spirit. That is total trust, that he trusted the father. Even though a minute ago he was saying, why have you forsaken me? He said again that, into your hands, I commit my spirit. And so, even when you are complaining... Just have the strong trust in the Lord that he will never forsake you. That whatever you have entrusted in his hands, he's going to take care of it and he's going to fulfill his promise to you. And so Jesus said, my father, my father, oh my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he said, father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Trust the Lord in the midst of your waiting. Trust the Lord as you are waiting for God to come through for you. As you are waiting for the miracle to happen. As you are praying and believing God for something good to happen. Trust in the Lord. The psalmist said, I would have given up. I almost fainted until I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living. Beloved, waiting is part of life. Settle in your heart so that you don't get bitter. So that you don't get frustrated. Waiting is part of life. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18, the Bible says, For our light affliction, everything that we are going through, all the affliction that we are facing, When we apply this scripture to our life, it says that our light affliction, which is but for a moment, it means that every affliction, every pain we ever experience, it is for a moment. It is not forever. Think about your. Consider your life, the things that you have been through. There were times in your life that you went through so much pain that you thought you couldn't endure, that you went through so much pain that you felt it was so prolonged and will never come to an end. But today you are here. Probably you have even forgotten about the pain. And so the Bible says, our light affliction, So no matter how big you see the trouble, the trouble that you're going through, no matter how big you see the pain that you're going through, the Bible says it is light, (laughs) which is bad for a moment. It means that that pain, that experience, that bitterness, or that um, bad experience you are going through, the Bible says it is for a moment. It means that it has an expiry date. There is a time that that pain is going to go away. There is Time that that experience that you are feeling is going to totally vanish from your life. You will not even remember it anymore. So he says your light affliction, which is for a moment, it's working for you a far more exceeding weight of glory. Can you imagine that the pain you are going through, that the wait time that is making you feel like giving up right now, the Bible says it is working for you. That bad experience. That pain in your heart, the Bible says it is working for you, and the glory that is going to be the resource of that pain, the Bible says far exceeds the pain that you are going through. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far exceeding eternal weight of glory. So, whatever you're going through right now, hold on. Because it is working for you, it is working in your favor, a far more exceeding weight of glory. In the end, when the results of that pain is compared to the pain you have been through, the Bible says the glory outweighs the pain. The Bible says in verse 18, While we do not look at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen, for the things that are which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. They are eternal things that we do not see right now. The pain you are experiencing right now is temporal. Whatever hurt that you're going through right now is temporal. Whatever waiting and sometimes you feel like giving up right now. The Bible says that it is temporal. It has an expiry date. It is going to expire. One day, you will come out of it and you will not even remember. See the guys who came out of the fire, there was no smoke in their shed. The people didn't even know that these guys were taken out of fire because God was with them. The Bible says he will be with you even in the shadow of death. He's there, and wherever death is present, you can see the shadow of the death of death, but God is there with you. So when the guys were finally taken out of fire, their their clothes did not burn, not even smoke was was you, you could not smell so smoke around them. And so when God takes you through out of the things that you're going through right now, you will not look like a person who has been through those things. In fact, you do not look like a person who has been through the things that you've been through in your past. And so don't let what you're going through right now define you. Your wait time, don't let that define you. Because God is faithful and he's going to keep to his promise. When Bible says in Judges chapter eight, verse four, when Gideon came to the Jordan, he and the men who were with him crossed over, exhausted, but still in pursuit. Exhausted, but still in pursuit. This scripture speaks to me so much. The Bible says when Gideon and the men who came to the Jordan, He and, sorry, when Gideon came to the Jordan, he and the 300 men who were with him crossed over. They crossed over the Jordan. They were exhausted, but they were still in pursuit. Do you feel tired? Do you feel like giving up? Do you feel exhausted? Look, God had promised Gideon that he was going to give him victory. And the fact that God had promised Gideon does not mean that he won't be tired. Does not mean that he won't feel like giving up. Does not mean that he's going to have everything easy. God had promised that he was going to defeat the Philistine, that he was a mighty man of valor, and God was going to use him to defeat the Philistine. But the Bible says there came a time in the pursuit of the promise of God, in the pursuit of the fulfillment of that promise that God has given him, he was exhausted. He could have chosen that I'm too tired. He and the 300 men who agreed to go after the Philistines, they could have chosen that we are tired. We are giving up. We are going to rest. But the Bible says they were exhausted, but still in pursuit. Do you feel exhausted? Do you feel tired? Do you feel like giving up on the promise of God? Don't give up. Pursue the promise of God. Yes, you are exhausted, but don't give up your pursuit. Yes, you are tired. Yes, you are tired. Rest, but don't give up the pursuit. Continue hard. Follow hard after the promise of God. Gideon and the three hundred men who were with him, they crossed over the Jordan. The Bible says that they were exhausted, but they were still, but they still continued the pursuit. Now, the scripture that we read in First Samuel talks about King Saul. There came a time that it's, Israel was going to battle. And so, according to the custom of Israel, they had to wait for the priest to offer sacrifice before they go to the battle. And so, Samuel had to come and offer the sacrifice. But he waited and waited and waited, and Samuel was not coming. He waited and waited and waited. Samuel wasn't coming. He waited for seven days, (laughs) according to the time set, but Samuel did not come. And so the Bible says that when Saul saw that the people were scattered, the people were leaving him, this was the man that he was going to battle with, but they had started leaving him. And so he, he said that, give me, bring, bring the sacrifice, bring the effort, I'm going to do the sacrifice myself. It was not his place as a king to offer the sacrifice. He had to wait for the priest to offer the sacrifice. But the Bible says, because he saw that the men were leaving him, he took the responsibility of performing the duty of the priest, the priest. And when Samuel came, he said to him, "You have dealt foolishly." As a matter of fact, time we take matters into our own hands, we deal foolishly, we behave foolishly. When we don't, when we say, okay, this time God has taken too long, so I am going to find my own way. Anytime you do that, you behave foolishly. And so Saul had waited for seven days. Someone was on his way, but because he couldn't see and because he didn't know that someone was. That's why I, I told you from the beginning that the, if you are waiting, every additional day brings you closer to the promise. He had waited for seven days. That was the time someone was supposed to come, but he saw that someone did not come. And so he decided that, that he was going to offer the sacrifice. And the Bible says, just after he had finished, Samuel showed up. And Samuel said, "You have done foolishly time you take matters into your hands, anytime you look at the fact that people are leaving me, people have gone ahead of me, my friends are leaving me behind. Look, I started with this person that look at where the person has gotten into Any time you do that comparison and you take matters into your own hands, you act foolishly. so um, Samuel told Saul that you have behaved." foolishly and because of that the kingdom was taken away from samuel given to another family samuel caused his descendants the promise because he couldn't wait he caused his generation the kinship because he could not wait he offered the sacrifice and the kingdom was taken away if samuel could have been patient enough to wait for a few more hours Someone would have, uh, Saul would have, sorry, if Saul could have been patient to wait for a few more hours, someone would have showed up and he would still have, maybe he would have had the kingdom. But he couldn't wait. Anytime we take matters into our own hands, instead of waiting on God, we act foolishly. May we not act foolishly in our wait time. May we continue to summon courage. In our way time. For at the appointed time, every single promise God has given you will be fulfilled. God is never too late on his promise. Even when he comes three days later, he is still on time. When Lazarus died, Lazarus was sick. They called Jesus to come. Jesus did not show up. And so Lazarus died, buried for three days. And so when Martha said it was too late, but I know he's going to resurrect in the, in, the end, uh, in the end of the days. But even when Jesus came three days late, he was still on time. And so God will not be late in your case. God will never come in too late. Don't just look at the time that has passed. Don't just look at your wait time. know whom you have believed that he is able to keep his promise and every single promise God has given you he will fulfill and so I want to end again with the psalm what the psalmist said he said I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living put yourself there in that psalm and tell yourself, I would have lost faith. I would have lost heart until I had believed. So continue believing that you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. When you wait on God and you are of good courage, the Bible says that He will strengthen your heart. And so anytime you wait on God and you are confident in waiting in God, You receive strength for your heart. You receive the courage to continue waiting. So he says, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So if you are waiting on God, this morning my simple message to you is wait on God because he who has called you is faithful. He will never leave or forsake you. He will keep his promise. Every single word he has said, every single promise he has he has given you god is not a man to go back on his promise and so wait on god and be of good courage god bless you shall we pray father we thank you for your word we pray in the name of jesus lord that during our wait time we receive wisdom to be able to wait in the name of jesus we pray amen amen